On today's episode of Hoops from the Hive, we sit down with At the Hive's Steve Bob Forrest and talk about how depth is an issue for this year's Charlotte Hornets team compared to last year's team. Uh, it's just the, the depth on this team isn't there this year. You know, they, they're really thin. Uh, they're not, if you looked on at the roster from last year, some of the guys that are, aren't there, you know, Courtney Lee, Jeremy Lin, Big Al, um, not known for their defense, but uh, it does, you know, that, that depth is necessary. And then in our Fast Five segment, we talk about if a trade might be coming up very soon for the Charlotte Hornets. All that and much more on today's episode of Hoops from the Hive. Let's go. From the Hive, podcast for Hornets fanatics. Now, here's your host, Dan Dotson. Welcome, my friends, to another episode of Hoops from the Hive. I am your host, Dan Dotson, and this is podcast for you, the Charlotte Hornets fanatic. We are the one and only authority on all things for the Hornets, all the time, interviews, commentary, analysis, and more. We are Hoops from the Hive. Let's kick things off like we always do with the Fast Five. Fast Five. Five questions, five answers, five minutes. The Hornets uh, had a great victory last time we were on, uh, right after uh, the game against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, But since then, they've been on a five-game road trip, and they're in the middle of that trip right now. They've lost the last three games, a heartbreaker to the Pistons, uh, 115-114. And then they kind of got shellacked uh, at the Spurs. And then last night, they lost another uh, close game against the Houston Rockets, 121-114. So the first question in the Fast Five is, what does this team have to do uh, to kind of turn this slump around and and maybe get some wins here on this road trip? You guys are going to have to forgive me if I sound like a broken record here, uh, but Coach Clifford sounds like a broken record because he continues to preach the same things over and over again, and and the team simply isn't listening to to what he's preaching, I think. Um, He's talking about getting back to basics. Um, if, If you've followed this team and coach Clifford you know that he doesn't like um he doesn't like committing turnovers he doesn't like um teams not hustling back on defense he he likes team rebounding um he he likes getting back and and forming a set defense to make it difficult uh, for teams to score and and Houston just did kind of whatever they wanted uh last night in transition against the Hornets uh they allowed way too many opportunities where they were complaining and and just uh, to officials about non-calls and and just not getting back on defense. Um, I I think this team continues to get themselves in big holes. Uh, You you saw that Houston put up 67 points in the first half. Uh, The Pistons had a big first half as well. And and Charlotte just doesn't have the firepower to overcome these big deficits. And they're struggling the whole game just to put themselves in position been positioned to come back. Uh, So this team has got to get back to the basics that Clifford preaches in order to have a chance. Second question in the Fast Five is is how can Charlotte overcome uh, these losses in close games? If you did not know, the Charlotte Hornets are 0-5 this season in games decided by three points or less. I I think most realistic Hornets fans are going to know that it's going to be difficult for Charlotte to 
beat the premier teams like the Houston's or the Spurs, but they've got to beat teams like Detroit, even if it's on the road. You know, this this team continues to lose at close contested games that, that you feel like they should win. Uh, they, they lost to the Bulls the other night, and then they lost to uh, the Nets. They, they've allowed uh, big leads to slip away, or, or like we mentioned earlier, they've allowed themselves to get in big holes. So this this team has got to continue to be tough and continue to, to be efficient in crunch time on the offense and defensive end to overcome uh, losing those close, difficult games that they should win. And our fast five is is how big an impact are injuries having on this year's team. Uh, injuries have been crazy this year for Charlotte. Uh, they they have not had it seems like a full a full uh, roster all season. They've had a little not major injuries, but nagging injuries that have really prevented them from getting a full head of steam. And honestly, it's it's really frustrating and concerning as a fan if, if this team's going to go anywhere. Uh, last night, the Hornets did not have Cody Zeller due to an illness, but uh, the injury to Nick Batum uh, with his hyperextended knee is, is the significant issue right now. It seems like he's day-to-day, and it seems like the injury wasn't as bad as initially thought. Uh, the MRI showed that Nick's knee uh, was, wasn't as, as badly damage as the anticipated, but Nick was playing the best ball of, of this season so far, uh, and to lose him right now on this road trip uh, is, is just a killer blow for this team. They need Batum back, and, and they need him back in a big way as soon as possible. The fourth question in our Fast Five is, is how good a team do you think Charlotte really is? It's an interesting question, and I think a difficult one, uh, due to just how up and down Charlotte has been this year. They started out red hot this season with an 8-3 and three record, uh, but since then they have gone 12 in 16 for a total cumulative record of 20-19 and 19 overall, which is good for 8th in the Eastern Conference, which is essentially a 500 record. I think we have to remember it's a long season. We're not even at the halfway point yet. I, I've seen signs from this team that they can be very good. I think they can be as good as a fourth seed in the East. Uh, the, the record, the, the the problem is the records are so close in the East that you know if you lose three games like the Hornets have, you you can almost drop out of the playoff race. The, the, there's so many teams stacked in a short margin. I think it's a good starting lineup. Uh, I, I like the fit of this team. I like the bench of this team. You know, Kamitsky has had good games. Uh, Sessions, you know, Hawes, Lamb, Bellinelli, they've got enough pieces and enough players to do really well. This team has just got to get back to their core. They've got to get back to those basics that Clifford preaches, and, and he said it last night after the Rockets game. This is the first time in four years that his teams have really struggled to grasp his major principles. And until they get back to the core identity of defense first, uh, this team is really going to struggle to be anything more than a 500 team in the NBA. The final question in our Fast Five is, do you believe that a trade is coming? Uh, Yeah, I do. I I think a a move is coming soon for the Charlotte Hornets. This really fits the MO of General Manager Rich Cho. We talked last time about the Hawks being active uh, with Paul Millsap, Kyle Korver, or uh, Tabo Cephalosha, and and we saw them make a major move by sending Kyle Korver to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Rich Cho is is not a guy to go after big names. We've we've talked about this, that, that he goes after the small, subtle trade that really can improve the team. Uh, he did so last year by bringing in Courtney Lee, and that was a huge move for the playoff surge, and, and it was really that move 
that the solidified the starting lineup that enabled the Hornets to go 21 and eight after the all-star break last season. So if, if Charlotte's going to go and do something similar this season to go on a run in this, in the second half, and it's, it's becoming critical mass for Rich Cho and the front office to make a move and maybe give Clifford a little bit more weapons uh, that he needs in order to get ready for the second half of the season. So that's your fast five. Now let's move on. Today's featured guest is none other than Steve Bob Forrest. Steve is a part of uh, SB Nation. He is a writer for uh, SB Nation's Charlotte Hornets devoted chapter of their online blogs uh, called At The Hive. At The Hive is a site devoted entirely to your Charlotte Hornets. Uh, they do some great stuff. We've talked about them before. And Steve Bob is, is, is a great guy, a uh, really knowledgeable fan, uh, and we encourage you to check his stuff out. So without any further ado, Steve. Bob Forrest. Uh, Steve, thanks so much for coming on the podcast, man. Yeah, Dan, thanks for having me, man. Good to be here. Uh, can you let our uh, our listeners know where they can find your stuff and, and how they can follow you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I am on Twitter at, at Queen City Cobra um, on there. It's a dumb nickname I made up uh, for myself, a la Kobe. thought you just name yourself after any snake. That's cool. And uh, yeah. I'm also, uh, yeah, on At The Hive uh, under Steve Bob Forrest. I'm not sure how they have it uh, segmented off there. But, yeah, you can, you can look us all up on there. We all strive to be more like Kobe, I think, uh, is, is a goal that all of us have in life. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's that definitely a good idea. Um, yeah. Steve, uh, we're, we're in the middle of kind of a, I guess it's not really a West Coast road trip, but it's a, a road trip for sure. Um, and the Hornets have lost uh, three in a row, and uh, they're they're 500 right now, essentially. But something I've really noticed over the last nine games is, is Charlotte has gotten away from their defensive identity. They're allowing 110 points a game, which is not good. Uh, right. in, in five of those nine games, they've allowed 120 or more. Um, you know, they, they've just gotten bombed by. Uh, they're playing good teams, obviously. You know, San Antonio, right. Houston, uh, but they allow a ton of points to Detroit as well. Clifford's a defense first coach. So what do you see with your eye test? What's wrong with this team? Yeah, I think, the, you know, the obvious thing that, that jumps out is the, is the injuries, you know, starting a few of those games without Cody, I think he missed four or, or was it five total? Um, and then, you know, Batum obviously being out last night was huge, but uh, it's just the, the depth on this team isn't there this year. You know, they, they're really thin, uh, they're not if you looked on at the roster from last year some of the guys that are, aren't there you know Courtney Lee Jeremy Lin Big Al um not known for their defense but uh it does you know that that depth is necessary to just for guys to uh you know kind of get get their minutes back and stuff and uh we we seem to be only about eight eight deep. I know we, we go with 11 guys, you know, Spencer gets that run now and he's been pretty good in that role. But, uh, people, you know, people would always uh, be down on, on Al's defense, Al Jefferson's defense, uh, when his time here. But the one thing he did really well was rebound, particularly, uh, defensive rebounding, you know, and that's, that's huge for getting out in the break. Uh, I think, you know, that's the, the key to Cliff's schemes is just you know it's it's kind of rebounding by committee and and getting back in transition you know it's all about getting back in transition and and it's uh it's really hard to do that when you just don't have the horses you know Hibbert 
Hibbert has been a zero all year. You know, it's just like, I yeah. can't watch this guy fall down on the floor anymore. I think he, uh, I think in the game last night, he, he just, they were bringing the ball up and he, and he just collapsed like at half court. It was just, you know, it's, it's just embarrassing. And, uh, he was getting clobbered by the bigs, uh, by in the Oklahoma city game, obviously in the Detroit game, just those, those two teams in particular that have just two, uh, mammoth center combos. Um, and you know, if, if he's not even giving you that, if he's not even giving you just the size against another big man, then, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's really lacking something, uh, on the defensive, uh, side for us. Yeah. He's, he's just kind of in the way. <laughs> um, exactly. the, the, the other thing that I've noticed not only is the defense giving up more points, but uh, Charlotte is can't seem to win the close games. You know the 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 games that they should win against sort of lesser opponents. Uh, right. The Detroit game is a prime example. Uh, Charlotte, I, I talked about it earlier. Charlotte is zero and five in games this season decided by three points or less. They're also seven and twelve in games decided by seven points or less. So why why is Charlotte struggling to close out games and to win? you know, those narrow margins. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, what, like you referenced the Detroit game and then, you know, last night was another great example of that, that they were, they were down huge in both those games. I think they were down 19 in the Detroit game last night, 23. And, uh, and Kemba was a big part in, and I mean, definitely in the Detroit game, I think he pretty much single-handedly brought him back. And that one, he, he scored 20 in the fourth. Um, and then last night, I think he had maybe 10 in the fourth. And uh, I know Frank had some big shots and stuff, but it really comes down to it. You know, that's that's what he's the best at. He's one of the best in the league uh, at closing out games. I think last season he was second to only uh, Steph in, uh, in what they call crunch time or, or game winners, which they define as uh, buckets within the last minute of the game that led to a win. Uh, right. So, so only Steph had more of those last year and, and it's really hard, you know, again, with this, with this roster right now, teams know that and they, they just load up on him. and both those games, he, he couldn't get the ball. Uh, he couldn't get a shot off in, uh, in either that Detroit game or last night. I mean, it didn't necessarily come down to the last second last night, but you know, Frank was the one that, that got the wide open three. He was open like that because they were keying in on Kemba so much. And, uh, you know, we just don't have another guy at the end of a game that can that you can really rely on to, to close it out like that. Um, I think Bellinelli has been really good this year. He's been better than uh, I think a lot of us thought he would be. Um, you know, and he hit that crazy shot that uh, that almost counted in the Detroit right. game. It was a good idea, right? But uh, yeah, great. It looked great on the highlight, but uh, not not right. quite enough time to get that off. But uh, yeah, it's just I, I don't know. You, do you trust Frank Frank Kaminsky to to get you those game winning buckets all the time? I mean, he he had that opportunity and last night he hit the open one and then he then he kind of froze up when uh, was that uh, Montrez Harrell I think it was uh, came out at him uh, and tried to tried to get him with that three point fake. But uh, yeah, it's just it's really hard when you don't have another. Uh, offensive weapon out there. Batum's been good uh, moonlighting in that role. Uh, I think he actually 
hit a game winner for us. Uh, forget which game that was, but um, he's he's been good late in games. But it's just really hard when you can't when you really need a bucket at the end of the game. Uh, I feel like Kemba and and Belly and uh, Batum are really the only guys that that I feel comfortable taking that shot. You know. Right. Uh, I guess I'm going to kind of throw you a curveball on, on a similar vein. Um, yeah, I keep, I've reading some stuff today um, that Rudy Gay really, really wants out of Sacramento and, and he's, he's already said he's not signing, you know, he's not coming back. Um, yeah. I know he would be a rental and, and Rudy Gay is who Rudy Gay is, but he, he's a, he's an offense guy, you know, and, and he can right. hit big shots. Um, would you be in favor of bringing in a, a, another second option? Uh, like a Rudy Gay for this team and in, in this year, if they really want to go somewhere. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, it's funny speaking of that point. I, I remember before the season started, I think there was a great headline out of Sacramento, and it, it said something like, uh, "It was a quote from from Rudy Gay, and he said, I have no choice but to play for the team or for, or right. to work for the team.' Yeah, he didn't even say play. Yeah. It's just like." this is my job. And I, and I'm, it, he made it sound like indentured servitude. Uh, so yeah, he's probably out uh, of there, but, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. It, it kind of depends on what you have to give up for him. I suppose. I think right. a big part of, uh, the way they went at the roster this year was, uh, I, I can only assume just trying to, to, to see a little bit of development out of guys like Frank, uh, because, you know, the, we don't have another, uh, scoring option like that out of the wing, you know, uh, certainly not off the bench. And, uh, I suppose, I guess then, yeah, if you brought in Rudy, that would certainly bolster us for, for a playoff run. I just, I just don't know what we would have to give up. Maybe you have to give up Frank. They, they probably want something, uh, They'd probably want a young asset, you know, maybe Frank or Jeremy Lamb, uh, maybe a pick. And I I feel like that's too much because I don't think long term, you know, Rudy Gay is a guy that that you want to grow with. Right. Uh, But you never know. I mean, he could be he could be a good fit. And I think that would certainly help us solidify, you know, that fourth slot in the east that we keep sliding in and out of. Um, I, cause that's really what we're lacking the most in my opinion is like a true second score, you know, but Batum's been doing a good job at that. But I think ideally if you had him, if we had Nick as our third guy, that would be pretty, that would be pretty great. Um, and then that would also, you know, just give us that depth. Uh, cause right now any, I mean, if one of these guys goes down, it's just, it's kind of a, a miniature disaster, you know? Yeah, last year um, we we talked about this earlier in the podcast that uh, Charlotte ended the season really hot. Uh, they they made that mid season acquisition of Courtney Lee. Uh, maybe Rudy Gay is too big of a name, um, but if if they are going to turn this around and they went twenty one and eight after the All Star game last year, what mm-hmm. what two or three things do you really got to focus on? Maybe on the offense, maybe one on the offensive, one on the defensive end. What does this team have to do uh, to? to see a big second half surge. Yeah. Uh, stay healthy would be number one. Uh, I don't know. You know, the defensive issues are, are, are weird. It's hard. It is hard to say without, uh, without us being at full strength, 
you know, what exactly that is. But I, I think more than anything, it's just effort, you know. We're, we're real inconsistent on a night-to-night basis. I, I saw somebody tweet out, I think it was a, another at the Hive writer, but they, they tweeted out, they've just gone on these runs. You know, they, they've been on, it was like a 5-1 and one streak, and then they went 0-5, and, and then they go 6-1, and one, and then they go 1-4, and four, and it's just real up and down uh, from night to night. And uh, I, I don't really know what that is, you know. It's hard to say. Uh, I guess if you had to key in on on something uh, specifically for the offense, uh, I would say, you know, just uh, I, I like seeing Marco press press off the bench. I think he's uh, done a great job of just kind of looking around at everybody else that he's on the second unit with and being like, all right, I guess I'll I guess I'll do it. You know, he's. He's a better scorer, a better natural scorer than I thought he was. I kind of thought he was just a catch-and-shoot guy. Um, so I wouldn't mind uh, seeing him press a little bit more. Maybe uh, I'd like to see a little bit more of that also out of Jeremy Lamb. Because, uh, you know, that's that's what we're lacking a lot of uh, punch from is, you know, last year Lynn was giving us 12, uh, 12 a night off the bench. Uh, and uh, Courtney Lee was, was huge. Uh, and then also obviously Al you know that's a lot of that's a lot of points we're missing right there so uh barring you know picking up another offensive weapon uh I would say just uh get a get a little bit more aggression out of those second unit guys because really when when Kemba gets off the court it uh it can be ugly sometimes yeah there's there's just no rhythm there's no flow there's no uh there's no we have to stop this guy. You know, the teams teams really settle in, and it seems like it's really struggled for them to score yeah. at times. Um, all right, Steve Bob, really appreciate you coming on, Steve Bob Forrest. Uh, again, let us know where we can follow you on uh, at the Hive, and, and what's your Twitter handle again? Yeah, just uh, at the Hive, uh, Steve Bob Forrest, and then on Twitter it's uh, the Queen City Cobra. So you can look me up there. Thanks a lot for having me. All right, man, awesome stuff. Thanks, and we'll hopefully have you on again soon. Okay, man. Yeah, appreciate it. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of Hoops from the Hive. Again, I am your host, Dan Dodson, and thank you so much for listening today. We'd like to thank our guest, Steve Bob Forrest of At the Hive, and for sharing his insight on the Charlotte Hornets. Again, we'd like to ask you, our audience, to do a few things for us. Uh, Subscribe to the podcast if you like what we're doing. Give us a rating. Uh, Tell us how we're doing, and, and most importantly, write a review. Subscribe, rate, and review. Podcasting is a unique form of media that spreads by word of mouth. And tell a friend if if they're a Hornets fan and uh, let us know how we're doing. Subscribe, rate, and review. Thanks so much for listening. Again, my name is Dan Dodson, and I hope you have a great day.